No, it's not because of StreamYard. It's because I'm adding Instagram today. Oh, okay. So it's like a lot of new different things happening all at once. Okay, we're going to go live in five, four, three. It's going to happen today. Okay. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Pink Cloud Nine Vodcast. Yes, Vodcast. Video podcast. How are you doing this fine, lovely, beautiful Sunday? The weather is amazing, even though it's a little rainy on this side, but that's okay. We need rain. How are you doing today? The beautiful, the amazing, the lovely, the soulful Jeanette Dethridge. How are you doing today? Uh, thank you, Catherine. I'm doing great. I'm just so excited to be able to talk to you today, so thank you for um, inviting me on. I'm excited to have you. Um, we have been... Uh, you know, communicating back and forth. We met at Epic Business Connections where I meet everybody and I'm like so excited. It's like family and whatnot. So that's where we met. Just little backstory. As far as you, tell us about Jeanette and your story and how it all began for you from like way, way back in the beginning. I want to know a lot, not just what happened yesterday or last month or last year. I want to know the nitty gritty. Okay. Well, it actually started back when I was four years old. My husband, my brother came home from Vietnam and he got this really warm welcome and I fell in love with the uniform. And then I went through high school, partied a lot, did all that stuff like you do in high school. And when I graduated, I said, I'm going to join the Air Force because I didn't have anything else to do. So I went to college for six months while I waited for the Air Force to say, okay, your day has come. And I joined the Air Force, and it wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be, but it was it was good. And But then I went six, months, six weeks of basic training, and then we went to technical school, and I fell in love with this man that I knew for a very, very short time. He saw me get off the bus, and he knew he wanted to date me. Well, when we dated a week later... He proposed to me after the first date, and we got married two months later. So that's kind of how I got really involved in the military. So he was in um, a unit where he was he was doing um, radar airplanes, and I was learning how to fix tack hands that landed the airplanes. And I was like, I don't want to do this. And when I went to my actual job, there was 21 guys to every one woman. And it was like, this is not the life I want. I would come home in my combat boots and my fatigues, and my husband was still in training, so he'd be in this crisp blue uniform. I thought, that's what the Air Force is about, the blue uniform. And I was wearing green. So... Um, Long story short, I had tried Mary Kay products when I was 16, and this lady came up to me, and she says, do you want to do a party? I said, yeah, I want to try the products. So I tried the products, fell in love with the products, became a consultant. I didn't even comb my hair. I didn't wear any makeup, didn't comb my hair, and I became a Mary Kay beauty consultant. It was crazy. Um, and then the Air Force said, you know what, we're going to send you to the Philippines, but we're not going to send you with your husband. And I was like, What? So I said, no, I'm going to go in the reserves. So I had to give back twice the amount of time in the reserves as I had left. So we moved to Virginia. And by this time, I had done pretty well in Mary Kay. I had earned the use of a company car, but I was not a director. I didn't feel good about myself. So I had earned the use of a car. We were doing well. We had our first baby. We had been married for eight years. I knew him well enough to have a baby with him now. So we had our first baby, and right after we had our baby, he got orders to Japan. Mm -hmm. And I said, 
I'm a director now. I can't go to Japan. What are we going to do? So we commuted, literally. I went to Oklahoma. He went to Japan. And we commuted back and forth to go visit each other. On the first commute, I got pregnant again. <laughs> that really changed our life. Wow. So um, long story short, we went through the whole move all the time with my business him in the military, he was deployed all the time. I was kind of a single parent. I got to know a lot of friends just because I needed the help, the support with being a single mom. I wasn't really a single mom, but it was like a single mom because he was sure. deployed all the time. Sure. So finally, 28 years later, we're in um, Panama City, mm-hmm. and um, he retired. And then when you retire, you know, your income gets cut. And I was like, I had this in- panic attack. I was like, what are we going to do? You're retired. We just bought this beautiful dream house. Mm. What are we going to do? I'm going to take you to a job fair. Okay. And he's like, <laughs> okay. He gets dressed up, goes to this job fair, and this, we went to this veterans table, and this guy said, I will hire either one of you on the spot. Mm-hmm. And kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, it worked. So Monday morning, John calls. He says, Jeanette, where are you? I said, what? He said, we were going to hire either one of you, and your husband said he wants to take a year off. You need to come to work today. Wow. I was like, what? So it was a six-month job. I said, I can do anything for six months. So my job was to help veterans get jobs for six nice. months. Wow. That job came into six years. Um, it just, I loved what I was doing. I was helping veterans get their jobs, and it was just, it was right during that oil spill in the Panama City area, so they needed us. And then my husband ended up getting another, he got a full-time job, year, you know, about a year and a half down the road. And, you know, we still kind of work together in community because we were both very, very ingrained in, into community of Panama City. Mm-hmm. Finally, I got really sick. My job was going to fire me. And I said, nobody fires Jeanette. So I quit <laughs> after six years because, they, like I said, I was real, real sick. Things were not going well. And, you know, they didn't like that. If you're missing a lot of work, that happens a lot of times in the job industry, if you miss work, they find a way to get rid of you. And I said, no, I'm quitting. So they did. They were gracious enough to give me my vacation pay, and I quit. I said, what am I going to do now? I'm in Mary Kay, but I haven't really done my Mary Kay, so I didn't know what to do. And things, I was just not well. And um, so move forward just a little bit. Our daughter had moved to Tallahassee okay. um, to go to law school, and she's, oh, this is what happened. I forgot. How am I get this? <laughs> I had to go into the bathroom, okay. and his blood. His PSA was 72. It's supposed to be like zero. His PSA was 72. He learned he had stage four prostate cancer. Really? How long ago was that? Three and a half years ago. Okay, gotcha. Wow. So, we're like, what do we do? I mean, I was so depressed, all this, mm. everything was happening to me. I was just like a mess. Mm-hmm. So our daughter's like, she's in law school. Dad, please come to Tallahassee. I want to be close to you. We don't know how long you have. You know, come to Tallahassee. So we moved to Tallahassee. I was so depressed. I didn't know what to do. I wasn't in the mood to do Mary Kay. So I volunteered. I volunteered at the VA hospital. I volunteered at the library. And I volunteered somewhere else. Oh, the food bank. Yes, the food bank. Oh, my gosh. How could I forget the food bank? So that's what I did. I volunteered for two years. And then... Um, he, he found some really, really good doctors. They did some amazing medicine on him, both in Panama City and in Tallahassee. They did, they did some amazing things. So, I mean, he's still alive. Only 3% of men who have his stage at this time, only 3% are still alive. So we're, we're in the top 3%. We're really excited. He's still alive. And he's doing yeah. well, by the way. Absolutely. So you all know. Um, so we're in, he, 
she graduated from law school, and we're like, what are we doing now? And our other daughter's like, well, you got a grandbaby here. Come live here. So we moved for the 13th major move. This is not the little moves where you just move down the road to a different house. 13 major moves yeah. in 38 years. Yeah. And three moves in the last three years. Mm. And it was it was hard. Yeah. It was really, really hard. And we moved here in Panama, or, uh, Coral Springs with in March of last yeah. year. Well, we can't get out and meet anybody. So they were stuck. So I started doing work on the computer, and I found Epic, and I found Catherine, and here I am. That's my story. Voila! Here we are. Okay, so you guys moved right before the pandemic hit? During the pandemic. During the pandemic. Like, at the same time. They had to have masks on to pack us up. And usually, we always did a Diddy move. It's called Do It Yourself, where Craig packed everything. But with this cancer, our daughters insisted that we pay someone. It us $13,000 out of our own pocket for someone to wrap our stuff and move our junk. Because we all have junk, right? We could have probably just moved here with nothing and started over for cheaper. Right. Sure, sure. Okay, so, wow. Thank you so much for telling your, your story and for having the courage, you know, to to talk about cancer is very you know obviously very serious and I'm glad that your husband is doing well and I'm glad that you're in the three percent you know of uh of survival rate and that's amazing now I want to backtrack to when you worked at the uh, VA helping them get jobs it was career source okay that is really cool because Joe Direct is into doing that like right, right now. He must have been, is he also in Florida? I don't know. No, he's in New York. Okay, so it was called the Career Sources. This is the brand that we use in Florida, but I'm, it was exactly the same thing because I heard his talk just today. I listened mm-hmm, to it. Mm-hmm. And I'm positive we were doing the same thing. Working for the state is what we were doing. So my my thing is, I think you guys should talk, have a conversation. Because I he, you a little, I, cause I told him he did a really good job. Yeah, well, he did tell great. Him that Twenty-two veterans a day. Um, the suicide rate for veterans yeah. is twenty-two a day. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, you know, I brought it up, but I didn't want to. Ha- I didn't want to say a wrong statistic, so I didn't say the number. But I know that it was high, and he knew it was high. I and studied you, you know, it. I, it's, it's very close to me. Yeah. Yeah. So twenty-two veterans a day commit suicide. You know, today still that's so it probably, so it, it huge. Could be more. That so that number's big. been around for a while. Okay. It, okay. It, with COVID, it could be more. Right. Let me give you a little touch of it. This is this is my opinion. Okay, this is yeah. my personal opinion. Go for Even it. though he was saying that the veteran administration is good, I mean it's a it's a big bureaucracy and it's really difficult to always find the right doctor. Mm-hmm. You get they tell you who you're going to see. You don't have choices. Like, if you're in the civilian mm-hmm. world, you just go to a doctor and get to choose your doctor. You don't really get to choose your doctor. Mm-hmm. So, my opinion is that could be a little part of this problem. Um, it, it, there's just a lot of bureaucracy. Absolutely. Um, in every... I'm grateful to yeah. the VA, of course, and, and to, you know, because my husband also has, he's retired, so we have the best of both worlds, to be honest. And I'm good. very, very grateful, but the fact that there's 22 a day, that, that's close to my heart. Absolutely. It has a lot to do with, um, with uh, 
transitioning into civilian life and, you know, Huge. the job, the, men, the mental... And the language is oh. different. Mm-hmm. It's just a very, very difficult transition. And also, back to the prostate cancer, um, mm-hmm. suicide is the number one killer. Prostate cancer is the number two killer of veterans. Really? Number two. And this is, again, my personal opinion. I probably should say this on video, but... Um, <laughs> There's something called a burn pit registry, and I really do want vet- veterans to know they need to register. Um, what the burn pit registry is, overseas, when, when our soldiers and our, our, our uh, airmen and Navy, and it, when they served overseas, there was burning of everything. Whatever country was burning, they were burning everything together. You cannot burn chemicals and bodies and everything in the same batch, but they did. That created... Um, a burn pit was what they call it. Mm-hmm. So what they're breathing in, again, my personal opinion, I think that's really one of the causes because of the burn pits. Gotcha. That does make a lot of sense. So, you know, having like esoph- esophagus problems, lung problems, all, you know, is common in the that world. So I'm glad to hear that your uh, your children are doing well and... You have your, you know, grandma, and you know, I hear that's really special. And how old is the the grandchild? He's two and a half. Wow, that's and he so looks great. Like his grandpa, which is mm-hmm. really fun. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I hear that it's so much. It's so much more fun being a a grandma than a mom, because being a mom apparently is really, really taxing. Mentally, emotionally, financially, physically, psychologically, spiritually. <laughs> but being a grandma is like, oh, this is great. Here you go. You know, so I can see where it can be a little bit more. And then, of course, it's like the pressure is not there. The oh. pressure of how is this person going to grow up? You know, um, so I'm very happy for you there. Um, you know, and uh, how's like... Uh, is so in in Texas it's like pretty much open over here pandemic wise like okay so there's a bunch of stuff that's still closed of course some people went out of business but uh, as far as the restaurants are concerned and there's a lot of them that are still that are open so how is it looking over in Florida closed well, if, I can tell you traffic there's a lot of traffic so I, yeah. I'm assuming things are open um, we have been in the bubble of six people since okay. March. Um, because of his cancer, so we really, we're, we're just in our bubble, and, yeah. you know, we go to the doctor quite a bit, both of us have lots of doctor's appointments, but that's about the only thing we do out, mm-hmm. um, we do curbside everything, everything's delivered, okay. or, you know, like I said, we'll pick it up curbside, we, we, yeah. we just have our bubble of six. Yeah, Bill, you're, you're considered, like, high risk, because of, right. like, yeah, yeah, oh, no, understand. understanding. we got vaccinated, thank you. Praise God. I do we remember seeing the I pictures. I have thyroid surgery coming up, and because I have surgery, they selected me, and they said, because you have surgery, we really want to get you vaccinated. And I said, okay, great. My husband has cancer. Do him, too. So they said, okay, we will do both of you. That's so good. That's we good. We were very blessed. And uh, you mentioned your brother at the beginning. Uh, your brother is uh, still with us? Thank you for asking. Yes, he is. He, I, He's 16 years older than me, so cool. if I'm going to do the math, I'm 58. Sure. Yeah, I'm 58, so he's 16 years older. Um, he does have, he's had several different kinds of cancer, but okay. not, you know, they caught it all in time. So yeah. he's still with us, and he's doing really well. 
That's good. That's good. And then the last question that I have for you is, you mentioned that, you know, you went into the Air Force, which is fabulous, amazing, but it wasn't what you thought it was going to be. Please elaborate on that because a lot of times we get into these things in, in, in everyday life, every people's, every person's life. We're like, okay, that sounds like a great idea. And then you do it and then you're like, oh, it's not as, you know, ta-da as I thought it was going to be. So for you, like, what was the experience like? And then I'll give you an example of what I thought was going to be and it wasn't. So... I happen to be pretty good in math, so my scores were high. And they have this test that you take, and then they analyze where they think you should go to work. And they put me in electronics, which and with 21 guys to every woman, and I was not happy at all. And like I said, my husband was in the blue uniform, and he was a flyer when when he didn't fly. You know, he had the whole flight suit. He had the whole Air Force look, and I was in combat boots and fatigue. So it's like this is not Air Force; this is Army. <laughs> That makes sense. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. But you also did. You also had to go through basic training and whatnot. Did oh, everybody you... goes through the same basic training. Yeah. Yes, but I had a little bit of college, so I was a little bit more in a leadership position. He had four years of college, so he had a. He was always a leader. Every even though he was enlisted, he was always the leader because he came in with some college. Gotcha. Okay. Well, one uh, thing that I thought was going to be super fun and amazing, and it turned out to be really hard work and difficult, was um, being a waitress. Very simple. Very simple. I thought, you know, it's going to be, you know, a set schedule because you only do, like, the evening shift or the morning shift it's a, if it's, like, a daytime restaurant as well. But anyway, I had a set schedule and... All in black, so it's super cute, you know, whatever. And at the and, and all of the, the people that work in the restaurant, always fun, you know, so I thought it's this gonna be great. But when I was in it, it was like this is this is really hard. Like I can't do this. Like my body hurts, my everything hurts, um, people are mean, people are rude, I wanna you know, I wanna, you know, snap back. <laughs> So that's a silly example, but it's a real example, you know. It is so, a real, that mm -hmm. is a real example, absolutely. Yeah. So, anyway, thank you so much, Jeanette, Don't for being I here. It's Japanese. <laughs> I love it. Domo arigato. I'm gonna start doing that. So it's hello, beautiful, and domo arigato. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for being here and for telling us your story. Amazing. So you're gonna come back on the show again and we're going to talk about another topic and uh we're just going to keep the party rolling sounds great thank you Catherine. i appreciate you thank you right. bye, -bye. bye everybody thank you for being here okay one second so i'm going to stop the restream but i have to stop all the other buttons now <laughs> which doesn't take long